Welcome to today's episode of the Back in Shape podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about why lower back pain comes and goes, or the myth that it is doomed to come and go once you get it once. We're going to discuss a little bit about why this misconception is there, why for some of you that is the case, why that does happen, and also why it doesn't need to happen. We'll talk a little bit about how your back gets injured, and hopefully by the end of this podcast you'll really have a better understanding of why, yes, this does happen to many people. Once they get back pain, they just can't shake it continually. becomes a feature of their life. These episodes just seem to reoccur over and over again. But why hopefully you don't need to go through that experience. So let's kick things off and better understand why this is happening in the first place. And really, with lower back pain compared to, say, a wrist or a finger or an elbow, why we have this false perception that if we injure our lower back compared to our elbow, it's going to be something that comes on and on and on over the years to come. Whereas with our elbow, we think, oh, well, I had that little trauma. I fell over, not my elbow. It's damaged. It's sprained, broken, whatever the case may be. I'll go through my rehab and boom, it's fixed. And I just don't have that mind frame of it's going to be a perpetual problem for the rest of my life. And it really stems really down to the way in which it comes about in the first instance. So many of us will get back pain creeping up on us. It starts as an ache. It starts as a minor inconvenience in the morning. We don't really pay too much attention to it. And it's something that we kind of, we get moving and it goes away and, and then we carry on with our day. Maybe we have a day off here and there. It's feeling a little bit sore, but we don't tend to pay it much attention. We tend to ignore it. Whereas with other conditions, when we injure ourselves, or other injuries where we injure ourselves, we tend to deal with there and then, maybe with that case of the, of the sprained elbow, we actually start doing work directly to that. Or in more severe cases, say a broken wrist, we actually have it in cast. With the lower back, we're just allowing ourselves to ignore it for a long period of time. And then it typically goes when we're doing something really quite insignificant. Maybe it's picking the shopping bags out of the car, maybe it's putting the child in the car seat, maybe it's putting the socks on. It's always one of those sorts of injuries, and those are the people that I'm speaking to. This, sometimes we do have injuries that are life-changing. We've fallen off a roof, maybe we're a roofer. We've fallen off a roof, landed on our back, and we've had some significant damage to that lower back that is going to alter the way in which we function on a daily basis for the long term. But quite equally, even with some of those scenarios, it doesn't need to be the case. And often those severe scenarios, we actually go through the proper rehabilitation process and actually rebuild ourselves anyway, so it isn't an issue for the long term. But because most of the time back pain is more of an inconvenience when it first flares up, we never do anything about the habits and the ways in which we're using our body on a daily basis, or rather abusing our body on a daily basis. We never really address those. So those factors start to compound. We start to maybe work longer hours. Maybe we're spending more and more time doing things that are sedentary and not actually doing the things that maybe we did when we were younger, when we had less responsibilities, less demands on our time, staying fit, staying healthy, staying strong. And that starts to slide. And therefore we find ourselves deconditioned, moving incorrectly, not taking care of ourselves, And our back pain starts to become more and more frequent. And then we get that event that's injured. It Maybe it's, like I said, picking the shopping bags up or something like that. And we kind of mentally, we say, well, that's the injury that I have. That's when I did the injury. But no, we're not fully grasping the full context of how the lower back pain came about, how this injury came about over many years of not looking after ourselves. And quite often with those first few episodes, a very, a very common picture is someone will come into the clinic and they'll say, they would say, Oh, well, I've, I, I had a couple of episodes. They normally go in a, day, in a day or two, a couple of weeks, and then I'm back to normal. And those have been getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And really, that's just one long injury that you're never really rehabilitating yourself from properly. Your back is often ignored. And, and you always say, you know, you can push your back pain aside, but eventually it will make itself 
will force itself upon you to deal with it. And that's what those little episodes were. It was a week where your back said, no, 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 you're not gonna ignore me anymore. You're gonna deal with me now. And that's often not convenient when the back decides it's, it's time to, to have your attention. So we never go through that full rehab. And what happens is we do just enough to go through certain parts of the healing process. And we'll kind of break those down now. We, we start off with that damage, right? So the damage reaches a, a critical mass to which it's causing you significant symptoms enough to you, for you to stop doing things on a daily basis. And therefore the tissues are weakened. They're in a weakened state. There's a lot of inflammation, etc. But then because the body's always trying to heal, like in any other um, tissue in the body, your lower back, the tissues that are injured, let's say some of the discs or some of the ligaments around the segments of the spine, those start going through a healing process. They start clotting up. They start stabilizing that injury, much like on the surface of your skin. You cut something, it bleeds, then it starts to scab over. That sort of callus formation, clot formation, stabilizes the area. So it tends to be a little bit less inflamed and it started to calm down. And it's at that point, maybe that takes a couple of days, maybe it takes a little bit longer, a little bit less time, it's at that point your symptoms start to go. And maybe they only happen when you move particularly badly or particularly erratically in a particular direction. But if you're lucky enough to not do one of those things because the pain is fresh in your mind and you're a bit more conscientious at that moment, you allow it to get a little bit more progress. And then the next phase becomes very important. And that is where we break down that sort of that clot formation, that collection of platelets and scar tissue, etc. We start to break that down and reconstitute that with healthy tissue to go through the healing process. But at this point, often the pain has really subsided quite significantly. We're not as vulnerable, but we still, we still are in the area of the tissue that's injured. But in our mind, we go back to all the things we wanted to do we carry on and that healing process has never taken place, let alone the, the, the secondary process, which is the remodeling of those tissues and strengthening of those tissues to make them stronger maybe than before and, um, and more robust. And then not considering also the fact that we've also got muscles around those injured tissues that maybe haven't been through a strengthening process. So we haven't let any of that actual transformative healing take place, the proper remodeling of the tissues to make them stronger again i.e. the tissues that are injured, and the strengthening process in the muscles to support that area for the long term. We never do any of that. So we go back into our mad rush on a day-to-day -day basis, and before you know it, the next episode happens. So we constantly go through this cycle of incomplete healing because it's inconvenient to deal with the back pain properly. It's inconvenient to make some of those lifestyle changes. And gradually the episodes get more severe, more severe, more severe, more severe, more long-lasting until we then start seeking out maybe a bit more direct treatment or it starts to affect us up here. And we start to get that belief of back pain is just doomed to be something that's going to affect me. Well, yes, if you've got to this part and that, and that story that I've played out for you is familiar, Yes, of course your back pain will continue to come because you never actually deal with the underlying problem. And if we never deal with the underlying problem, we never make enough, uh, enough of a, an issue of our back pain to actually deal with it correctly. We are going to be doomed to suffer it continuously, but that is entirely in our control. We never take the time necessary to allow our back to properly heal and devote that time necessary to strengthen those tissues. For the person that's maybe been neglecting their, their, their body, their musculature, their that their machinery of life, this stuff that gets us around on a daily basis, they've been neglecting that for many years. It takes longer than six weeks or 12 weeks or three months or whatever the case may be, six months, to actually rebuild ourselves to a significant level, to a level that is acceptable for a human being that wants to be active and be able to do the things you want to do without running into roadblocks, running into injuries happening on a daily basis. So hopefully this kind of story has maybe given you a bit of an idea of, actually that's kind of me maybe. And if you can 
recognize that you're doing that or you have done that up to this date. You haven't dealt with your back pain episodes in the past properly. You haven't really honestly looked after your body the way in which it deserves. Then maybe that'll give you the spark to say, hey, this time I'm actually going to start dealing with it properly. If you don't, if you're not in crisis right now, then that's even better because you can actually, you don't have the, 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 the constraints of a crisis because sometimes when we're in a lot of back pain, we can't do some of the things that we actually need to do or it's more difficult because they elicit pain because we have to go through that painful learning process. But if you're someone that, okay, I had an episode before, it's kind of niggling me again, but it hasn't set off fire in, in sort of a fiery way, then now is the perfect time to really say, hey, look, I've gotten away with this latest episode. I haven't really got a severe one right now, but my back is achy and it, and it has had severe episodes in the past. I'm going to start doing the right strengthening exercises. I'm going to commit to working out, whether it's at home with resistance bands or kettlebells or weights, or whether it's actually in the gym in a gym setting, I'm gonna to commit to doing four or five sessions, three or four sessions every single week to start to make some progress, start to build myself up. And also I have the appropriate mindset and understanding of how strengthening takes place. It doesn't take place in two minutes. It doesn't take place in two weeks. It doesn't take place in a month. Proper strengthening, once you've learned how to do a routine, is going to take place over many months and over many years. Maybe we've had 10 years of neglecting ourselves. We need to build ourselves back up and maybe we're coming to this at a time in our lives when we're not as responsive to training. That's not to say we are not responsive to training, but we are, our body is going to change more slowly. Maybe we're in our 40s, 50s, 60s or a little bit older and we're coming to this for the first time properly. Yes, we are going to change in a, at a slower pace. Our body is going to adapt at a slower space, but the best thing to do is start moving forwards. That will allow you to effectively rebuild tissues and start to make progress because staying where you are does not move you forwards. It only allows you invariably to just take little steps back and back and back. So hopefully this podcast has inspired you a little bit to start making some improvement with your back, start doing some strengthening work and commit to it for the long term. Whether it's with some of the exercises that we talk about in the program, uh, in the Back and Shape program, and doing some following some of those routines, or whether it's your own routines, commit to doing something to strengthen your core and lower back musculature, strengthening the lower body, and really making some successive, small incremental improvements in that strength and stability over the long term, and you will find the rewards become plentiful and they become long lasting. As always, if you did find this one helpful and you're watching on the website, on YouTube, there's that comment section below. Let us know if you've got any questions, if you've got any, if you had any experiences. Does this really ring a bell with you? And if you're watching on any of any of the platforms, do remember you can always subscribe to our channels to stay up to date with the latest videos and the latest episode of the Back and Shape podcast, which comes out every single week. See you in the next one.